0: Hello, Wizards fans, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jacob Rehm, Jeremy Hyman, and yours truly, Jamoke Davis, are ready to be called into the game as we're excited. As the Wizards games have started, we've had three preseason games, a loss against Miami, a win, double overtime win, that is, in Philly, and another game actually last night against the New York Knicks. A uh, tough loss, 90-88. to uh, Let's start with just what you've seen so far from the preseason jeremy as we always mention travels with the team jacob's running the show back here uh for digital and i'm running the show back here for production so we don't travel nearly as much but um what what do we uh think of this team in this young preseason jeremy
1: you want to start yeah we've seen um you know you got to see some of the starting lineup play together last night especially with john wall back in new york that's probably the first and most important piece of this team i think when we talk about the wizards it's not not you know it's not even worth talking about them as a playoff team if john wall is not going to be a major piece of this team i think that's fair and that's fair for a lot of teams if you you know without your best player a lot of teams aren't making the playoffs so for the wizards to get john back to see him out there to see him you know look good i thought he looked healthy he said afterwards he felt you know, he felt good, which is the most important part. Um, you know, it'll take a little bit of time just to get his complete rhythm back. But I thought, I don't think it's going to take that long for it to see John Wall at pretty much 100% John Wall. I think you could see it by opening night in two weeks. So uh, that that's the first thing that I, you know, that's most exciting about from last night. And as a whole, I think we've seen some good things at, from the Wizards. Um It's hard. uh, It's always hard in preseason because it's just little, small samples. You know, it's eight minutes at a time, and then, you know, you can't judge these games on the wins and losses because the guys, none of the starters are playing in the fourth quarter. It's Mm -hmm. it's just it's not real. But defensively, I think there's still work to do, and that's where I think they're. They say they need to still, you know, install some of this new, some of these new concepts and work under Scott Brooks, for it's a first-time coach. You know, a first first year coach here in DC and it's even though the starting unit was together for for much of last year um, I think the defense is probably going to come a little bit slower maybe than the offense and we've seen some teams kind of exploit some areas on the wizard so far I think that's something they want to clean up um, getting off to a better starts you know especially because the starting unit's only playing the beginning of the game or at least you know the first half a lot of, yeah. the most of the first half but yeah um that's that's kind of where i've some of the major points i mean we could break down individual players if you want but the mate that's sort of the major points. i do have a question so for jacob john wall had just eight points
0: in just under 16 minutes four assists three rebounds he talked about the starters what do you th- think of the coach in terms of what different kind of style are you seeing already or do you think similar to football we're not really seeing a style yet like he's not putting the full plays out there kind of thing it's, it's
2: really hard to tell at this point um i think we're probably gonna uh, yeah it's i mean it's really hard to, i think we're probably gonna play a little bit slower than last season um in general um I don't I, I don't think it's fair to start judging their coach until the games count mm-hmm. at all. Um I think he's probably keeping a lot of it pretty close to the vest right now. Yeah. Um, I will say I've been I was there's certain individuals I've been really impressed with so far. Um I thought Beal looked phenomenal in New York. Well, that was as quick as I've ever seen him look. He looked so good. And I think that was to me, the two biggest takeaways from that game, the two most important things, were the fact that Wall looked healthy and Beal looked really, really good. And yeah. I think mean, that's that right there is enough. I'll call that game a win. <laughs>
1: yeah, um. that's, that's well, that's that's where we we've said it, and now probably more than ever, this team's going to go as far as John and Brad take them. And that's and that's certainly seeing them together on the court for the first time. Just the optics of it is welcoming for all the fans in DC. Yeah, and it's. Like I mean, there's, I think there's very solid role players around them. But if this team wants to make any noise in the East, it's going to have to be John and Brad leading them to the playoffs and then in deep into the playoffs. Diving into the,
2: diving into the second unit, past the starters, I think that um, two guys have stood out to me. One is the fact that Ubre's scoring at a really efficient rate. Mm-hmm. He's top 20 in the NBA and not that this really matters, but he's top 20 in the NBA in scoring in the preseason. Um, I've been impressed with the way he scored the ball and he's doing, he's still doing it against pretty good competition out there. It's certainly a big step up from summer league. And yeah, um, this is, this is the sort of momentum that if he can carry to the regular season could be huge for him in what is an incredibly important second year. And also, guy that I think is already becoming a bit of a folk hero in DC Tomas Sataransky. I mean, it started at, it started at, um, the open practice in Richmond when he threw down some ridiculously athletic dunks. Um, and then he's followed that up by looking like a really complete player so far in the preseason games. Um, he's kind of a, a Jack of all trades type of guy. It looks like he's really been doing it all. He gets, he's a huge guard. He gets boards. He's been, he's been dishing the ball. Well, he's, Top fifteen in the NBA and assists in the preseason. Once mm-hmm. again, not looking too much into stats, but just putting it into context. Um, and he and he scored the ball a little bit. Um, he's found. He's there in a couple of really nice passes. I remember one last night or when he found. Um, or it was either last. It was two games ago. I think there was one beautiful pick and roll he ran with Marchin um, when Marchin yeah, March got a slam. Um, and so he seems to be fitting in pretty well. Um, he certainly has developed an affinity with Marchin, uh, being the Eastern European guys um and i think that uh marchin has stated how happy he is to have another Easter. on yeah. <laughs> yes. and i think that i think the but i mean i think i think fans uh, i don't i don't want fans to go to go too high on the sado hype train yet yeah is it sado or sadie what are we going with Saddle. what does he want go
1: with both Saddy, i've seen sadie more but yeah. I think we'll we'll uh, we'll see what he likes more. But it could be like a hammer 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 versus machine okay. type thing where <laughs> right. we kind of have to use both until we feel feel right using one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I do. Nobody like, likes ski ski. I don't know if that's gonna catch him. Okay, but <laughs> I think that.
2: Uh, but I. I mean, I'd caution fans not to expect too much at the get go. Um, he's certainly not going to be playing as many minutes once the regular season hits. He's been playing mm-hmm, in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been playing huge minutes in the preseason. He's by far the leader on the team as um, Brooks tries to get him adjusted to the American style of play um,
1: in the NBA. Um, but he looks like a player, though. I think that's promising. the most important no, no, thing. Definitely, no question. And that's that's what we wanted to see. How is his game going to translate? I don't. There's, can't jump to conclusions for three preseason games but sometimes you can see a guy and, and just watch overwhelmed him. yeah if you see a guy that you sometimes you, it only takes a little bit of time to see if a guy is a player and the Sorry, it's Thomas. Thomas. It's keep, Thomas. Keep call- but I want to say Thomas. I want to say Thomas too, yeah. say too but yeah. he, it's Thomas. The H is missing, but we're still going Thomas. Yeah. So we'll stick with Thomas and Sadie. I'm going to stick with Sadie for now, but we'll see. But whatever we want to call him, he looks like he can play in this league, and that's what I think is really exciting because – He's sort of the X factor that we talked about on the last podcast about a guy that could be a real impact player here in DC Off mm-hmm, the bench because mm-hmm. he can play behind John He can play behind Brad and defensively. He could even guard some threes in the league So you could play him with John and Brad or you know a three-guard lineup that I mean
2: if we were so I mean if you were If, if you were looking at a lineup that's sort of like really small really athletic you could you uh, could Golden see- State. I'm not, I'm not calling it a Golden State death lineup. I was specifically okay. avoiding that ter- <laughs> terminology. Um, but I think that if you looked at a lineup, that was something like, and once again, I'm just kind Golden of. Golden State? St- <laughs> stop it <laughs> right now. I'm just kind of dreaming on this a little bit because I have no idea how this lineup would work in practice. But something like Wall, Beal, Sato slash E, Sato slash Sati. Um, Otto
1: and
0: Keith? Or Ubre and Keith. Or Ubre and Keith? Ooh.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, they'll, there's so many lineups this team can use. They have a lot of versatile guys that they can kind of move in and out of different spots. And uh, if you remember last year when they played some of those super small lineups with a uh, you know, sometimes Jared Dudley was the biggest guy on the court. Yeah. That you know, Markeith Morris could, cer- in certain spots, maybe play some five. And they could use a lineup like Jacob talked about with Otto or Oubre at the four and then three of the guards. You know, that's that's all stuff that they'll have to play around with, and Coach Brooks will see what he likes about it, if it could work defensively, um, which is usually where you can get exploited sometimes on those kind of lineups. Offensively, you can spread it out and it'll work, but if you give up too many baskets on the other, way, on the other end or if you can't rebound with that lineup, then you're in trouble. But those guys, I mean, those – for being if they go undersized like that they those guys still contribute on the board so that's why having these kind of versatility I think really will benefit benefit two, the Wizards.
0: So two things, two questions you could each either answer both of them, but or one in one. Jacob and Jeremy, did Oubre have such a good game against Philly because it was such a young team that he was playing against versus a veteran team that twenty four points. I mean he went off shot what eight of twelve. Second question is Thomas's game maybe translating better because even though he's a rookie into the NBA he's not really a rookie to playing against professionals right yeah i mean barcelona is an
2: incredibly high level of play and and much of it and you, and you look at the minutes that european teams give they don't give their 18 19 year olds minutes the way that nba teams do i mean if Ben Simmons was on Barcelona, he'd probably sit his first two years.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I, or the way they would in college too.
2: Right. Yeah. So I mean if you when you go pro at eighteen in Europe, you don't get time no matter how good you are. Thomas has been getting time mm-hmm. since he was like nineteen and mm-hmm. you know, has been playing pretty big minutes for Barcelona for the past. Was it four or five years?
1: Uh, I believe Barcelona's the past three, three years, two or yeah, three, three years. I think it was Sevilla before Barcelona. It was, it was Sevilla. Fans, um, go
0: check out some of his mixtapes. Like he could, he ball. Yeah, he, he ball. <laughs> well, he's still. That's why.
1: But you said he's he's twenty four. He's a rookie, but he's not a real rookie. Like a kid coming out of one year of college, where there's still so much. You know, like Kelly Oubre. He's yeah. still polishing and developing so much of his game, and he's so you know gifted athletically and i really like kelly but he still has so much you know he's so much more to learn and someone like thomas has already played in big tournament games big competition international competition right and he won a championship already yeah so that's why it's you're getting a guy that's a nba rookie but has so much basketball experience and that's uh, i think that's already been shown the way he moves without the ball the way he can find guys on the court. And that's kind of what I meant when I said that he looks like a player cuz he you can tell how gifted and how um um cerebral he is on the court and just mm-hmm. knowing knowing kind of how basketball works um so that's that's kind of a positive that at least that I've seen out of a couple games from him. And the Ubre question
0: I I feel like that you know I mean he's playing against a lot of guys that he saw in summer league too
1: in that game. No. I don't. I'm stretching well, with that. Well, it's, it's. I mean, it's if he's getting, it's giving him the opportunity. He did. He got. You know, when he's getting that kind of minutes, and when he's playing, you know, he got to play all those late minutes with. Yeah. You know, with the other rookies on this Wizards team, guys that are fighting for the roster spots. Um, when he's playing with that group, he kind of feels again like he's maybe the the yeah. a the number one option. So that's that's. I think that's more of it. Just and, and
0: I thought in that re- in regulation, I thought he should have gotten the last shot. Oh yeah, yeah. I really, I really think he was going to get. The, I thought he was going to get the last shot, and I was kind of like, "Oh man, I wanted to see him in that moment to see if he could step up." Um, I've got yeah. a
2: topic of conversation I'd like to bring up. Okay, I'd I'd love to talk for a minute about Jeremy and your thoughts on the guys that don't have guaranteed spots on this team. That right was now. my
0: next question. You got what? Three spots? Six guys fighting
1: for? Maybe, him, maybe? maybe not three. Maybe, maybe just two? two. Maybe just one. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't know how many guys they're going to go into the regular season with. It's obviously a maximum of fifteen, but there's still eighteen guys on the roster, Mm -hmm. so they're going to have to trim down. You know, there's a lot of different ways they could go. So, um, which guy do you feel like? Okay, give me your three in. If it's let's say three in three out, who are your three in? Um, the three. I guess. I guess we should. I don't know if we want to narrow it down I just, to three. Well, should and we three just out? say the guy that we're most I, impressed with? So okay, far yeah, I would the say group. the guy's most likely that I say as of now that probably have the best chance of making it um, would be McClellan. I think it's probably played the best of that group he's so been, far. He's been impressive. I think yeah. there's little doubt about that that he's been the best of those six guys. Um, I, but then again, we haven't. We're not even halfway through the preseason. Like, still four more. A guys like Jarrell Eddie hasn't even had as many opportunities to play, and we'll kind of see. There's still time for guys like him, and you know, Casper Ware got to play some more last night, but he had not a big shot. Much. Yes, he did. Tied the game late last showed night. Showed a little. Showed a little fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, he was mixing he actually, it up with Brandon Jennings a little she, bit. Yeah, he, I thought he held his composure pretty well there because Jennings. I'm not sure what that was all about, but that was seemed a little unnecessary for a preseason game. Yeah. But that seemed like something personal that maybe we don't know about. Um, but yeah, I thought where looked okay. There. He's a small guy, but he he has some game. Um, I think where the versatility He's 5'10. with ten, yeah, it's tough with Ware because it's tougher to you know get away with him with different positions, and because they already have. Wall, Burke, Sadoransky, who can play the point. It's hard, you know, because he's really just a point guard um at that height but maybe he's um, done
2: enough that if he doesn't make it with us some other team right and yeah. that's that's yeah. what
1: remember what we saw last year with Ish smith and what oh a, man what a career Ish smith. he uh he was Now's here a in year camp. last year yeah he, made him he, he made him he made
2: his yeah. yeah yeah and then he got a nice Philly.
1: deal with detroit this yeah. off to be a backup there so Looking and, now up, and now he's, now he's gonna be a starter with reggie jackson, jackson being so, hurt so um you know that's why guys like you know, if they you're, get you're, their you're, chance you're, here.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're 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 obviously playing for one team and you're going through training camp for one team, but in reality, you're trying out for
1: 30. Yeah, right. But um, um and then I think guys like like Daniel House, I thought had a really good summer league. Um, thought he's shown some some flashes here in the preseason. I'd like to see him, you know, show a little bit more, um, like how versatile he is, which we really saw at summer league. Um, I want to see that sort of in these last four games of the preseason, but. Um, I, mean, I, I don't know. I it's think
2: Johnny O'Brien, you know, I think that he's proven over his career that he's a functional NBA big.
1: Yeah, and O'Brien, and I thought, played well in New York. Really mm-hmm. an athletic four-type, four-five or five guy. It's just um, tough because
2: we're so deep in the front court. Yeah, yeah,
1: right, and that's why it's hard because we already, you know, we have— Five bigs. Uh, yeah, we kind of have the guys that we brought in in this off season to kind of come off the bench as the backup bigs, but— You never know because guys get injured, um, things happen. Sometimes an undrafted or a guy like a Johnny O'Brien comes in and outshines someone that maybe you expected to play minutes. To pivot a little bit, I feel like the NBA could use a practice squad. Like
0: if you could keep three or four players – Oh, on for a sure. practice squad. Yeah, well, we're we're moving towards
1: that, Shmoke. Yeah. That's not far off, is, the, and that's going to be what's going to happen with every team having its own D League affiliate. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be more than a practice squad, but a practice squad like the NFL has. Yeah. Um, which is something they don't we're travel
0: get, with the team,
1: right? And that's where we're getting moving much closer towards that. I think, um, you know, there's going to be a new collective bargaining agreement coming, hopefully coming soon next season. Um, hopefully well, hopefully sooner maybe not because of that? the opt-out could yeah. be in December. But um, a couple of, uh, you know, a lot of people have been kind of hinting towards uh, that there could be a deal coming soon, which we all hope for Yeah, because we don't want to see mm-hmm. what happened la- last yeah. time. But, you know, in that new deal that I think. Mean, I mean,
2: that's, that, that's like the anniversary of when we got our start. That <laughs> is. That
1: is the anniversary. <laughs> but uh, almost five years ago. Isn't that amazing? Uh, yeah. It really is, but oh, you've been but here for longer than five years now. Yeah, but that you know, it, it ended almost five years ago. Yeah, when, when des- it was in mm-hmm. December, It was around Christmas. Yeah, it was. It was right I thought it was Thanksgiving because yeah, I remember right being at after. the oh, airport getting
0: family for Thanksgiving. Yeah. When when I was sitting in the car across from uh, Watersfowl, whatever it's called, by Nash Reagan Airport, when the breaking news came in, or I got a text saying that the lockout was ending.
2: The lockout was ended, and I came into work. The next day, and, and we that's did some back got, to back to back games. I believe that's when I got offered my my full time job.
1: Excellent! Right wow. after that, and the, rest is history. and the rest is history. Look at him <laughs> now! Look at <laughs> him now! The third the third man on the on the off the bench podcast <laughs> <laughs> in, in his office. That's what that's what you aspire to be in in life. Yes, in a, and in his office, taping in his own office. <laughs> How about
0: that? So, looking ahead, we got Philly again. Um, I, I really love playing against Philly. I feel like it always seems to be a competitive game or exciting for a Wizards win. But Maybe then, it but shouldn't be so competitive.
2: Maybe. Maybe it shouldn't be so competitive.
0: Okay. I, I agree with you there. But uh, I, I'm kind of jealous. I wanted to go to Lexington for that big blue madness again. Yeah. yeah I'm really excited Wizard's
1: for the coverage on. that Jeremy gets from there. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm that, that, really excited that was, that for that. That was fun. I remember you were there with us last time, Jamal. Yeah. That was some great content remember we, we went got out of that. Coach,
0: did you come with me when Coach took us back to the locker room? Yeah, I remember that. Oh we saw man. the locker room. And
1: yeah, we got some great footage Coach in Calipari. there. Coach mm-hmm. um, Yeah, this year they're doing some new stuff. Yeah. Um, Which I don't think I'm allowed to disclose publicly. Okay. But I know it. It sounds pretty cool what they um, what they have planned, and they do such an amazing job. Uh, It's it's a full on show and effects.
0: And that, that that was kind of an effective tease. It's something for people to look forward to the next off the bench, where you can tell us what happened. Yeah, Give us oh, some behind well, the scenes.
1: Yeah, I mean, this the stuff that you'll it'll be better video- to see what's down there. So yeah. I would just say, if you're listening before Friday or check out this weekend's coverage from Lexington. Please, right. please do. Um, there should be some good stuff uh, from Rupp Arena. Friday night, you know, the Wizards and Kings should be there. So John Wall and Boogie Cousins That's will. That's right,
0: his roommate at Kentucky.
1: Yeah, be a part of the whole festivities. And they always bring back so many guys for that, and they usually have celebrities um, and they'll have a lot of fun, kind of a lot of good media opportunities. Hopefully, yeah. so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it all goes. It's usually a little bit of a a wild scene, so you don't. It know is. Exactly it was crazy it last time to go. Yeah.
0: Jacob, I think sometimes you should use some executive privilege and go on one of these road trips. This might be a good one that you could have, but maybe it's too late now.
1: No, Jacob. Jacob is. Uh, is doing well in his office. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's air conditioned in here. Doesn't have to roll up <laughs> his sleeves. Um, but after <laughs> after, <laughs> after Saturday, Saturday we go to Columbus yeah. and we're going to practice at uh, Trey Burks high school. How about that, huh? Uh, that's w- going to be pretty cool. Yeah, that's real cool. I don't. We you know we we've been at guys' colleges before. I don't. This will be a first that I can remember of ever practicing at uh, one of our guys um who knew schools. that
0: Trey Burke was such a big star that we would go back to his hometown for a preseason game. Yeah, that's uh I'm get some fans. Yeah. I mean, love Michigan. It's He's cool. coached
2: in high school by
1: Jared Solinger's father. Oh yeah, Satch. How Satch. about that? Huh? Yeah, him and Solinger are good good friends. But um yeah, that'll be a Cleveland game too. So I believe I just read that LeBron chance. is Sitting out three games, but he is going to play in Columbus. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's th- I think that's the only one of the preseason games that, that he's going to play. play. Yeah. So uh, so we'll see LeBron a little bit um, out there. That's not that's a next a week. It's, uh, shot next Tuesday, center. Tuesday. Yeah, yes, Tuesday. At at shot. shot and scenes. The shot, the shot, which is I believe where our Mystics' great Taylor Hill starred. Uh, I at believe really? was at the shot and yeah. S- oh, shot oh, oh, yeah, Ohio, Duh, State. Ohio State. Shot Jeez. Center, Ohio State. I
0: had Michigan in my head for so long, thinking about Trey Burke. Not going to. Ann Arbor. I just totally.
1: Yeah, right. Trey Burke, right. We have to cl- clarify yes. specifically that Trey Burke is starred at the high school we'll be practicing yes. at. Yes, yes. But he did not star at the Shot Center. Yes. He was a big rival. Columbus of, is uh, one that yeah. got away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. which is very interesting considering the rivalry.
0: Yeah, and then we have a one last tune-up at home against the Toronto Raptors. Um, yeah. I don't want to show them too much before we play them in the uh, home uh, opener,
1: right, too. Yeah. That's a probably, real up
2: Probably won't see the starters play too many minutes in that one, no? if at all.
1: Um, I don't know. Every I don't know. Coaches. I guess every coach
2: does it differently. Yeah, well,
1: but but and the other thing is that there's like five days befo- between
0: the, right. that's the why last game and the game in Atlanta to actually start the season. Yeah. So maybe that's enough That's days. why
1: I, th- I think you have a week before the real season starts. I think you want to – I think you maybe want to treat that kind of like a regular season game in terms of like maybe the first half. Um, you know, play the real minutes, real rotations, just to get into that flow. Maybe not the second half, but yeah, um, well, I don't maybe know. there's the
2: you, second half if you're making any um, last-minute yeah. decisions about roster spots.
1: Yeah, you could go so many ways with that. Like how to treat that last game. You don't want anybody to get injured. Obviously, if there's anybody that's you know even close to injured, they're probably not going to play. But Let's um. treat
0: it like revenge for the Baltimore Orioles losing to the Toronto Blue Jays in that one game playoff.
2: Yeah. Well. No, <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to need a lot more revenge than that. Yeah. And I've, I did want to join you. Had, you had to take that shot then there, didn't you? I, well,
0: yeah. I'm an Orioles fan too, but that was, that was pretty tough to take. And I did want to spend some time a little bit on baseball, David Ortiz. That was no. huge last night, retiring the end of a career.
1: Yeah, it's still it's still pretty sore. It's a sore. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it still hurts. It's been a real tough day thinking about it. It kind of hasn't all sunk in for me that he's actually gone. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. The thing is, I feel like the good thing about the greats, and similar for
0: basketball, I, they don't seem to go away like past greats. Maybe some of them do. Like I, I guess I'm just throwing this out there. I don't hear from Karl Malone that often. But somebody like David Ortiz is going to end up working for MLB Network or ESPN, so it's cool that you'll still get to see him, and you know, just like Pedro, you can see him all the time on MLB Network.
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I don't, I can't remember exactly what Ortiz said what his plans were to do after after retirement. I think he's going to take some time away from the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he wants to help, you know, some of his causes, charitable causes, and help some. People back in the Dominican, but you know it'd be nice to see him around. He was such such a fun-loving guy, such a um, you know a guy that was that you kind of wanted to see all the time. But yeah, uh, nothing nothing will replace seeing him in the middle of the lineup. <laughs> and, <laughs> a big uh, poppy. <laughs> yeah, just you know a guy that really I can date back. You know it's so rare guys that play fourteen years and mm-hmm. have that big of an impact on a city. Um, yeah, you know, over that long of a career that really changed really a whole organization. You know, when he got there in '03, yeah, they weren't, uh, you know, they had still had gone 85 years at that point without a World Series, and mm-hmm. what a difference it is today, and yeah. what a difference he made on three World Series runs, and it's just it's just hard when you see someone like that go. What a what a difference he made, you know, yeah. on the field in the community and all that stuff he did that was you know really unmatched and that's why he'll probably go down as one of the best the best ever and get a statue outside (laughs) Fenway (laughs) and be up have his number retired and all that and all well deserved and uh yeah it's sad it's you know it's happy you you just kind of have to tip your cap for a great career
0: yeah and the good thing is Now that the Orioles and Red Sox are done the playoffs, now you you can just solely focus 100% on the sport of basketball. As the season is upon us, this will be uh, the end of the podcast. We'll have another podcast on Tuesday, October 25th, as we get ready for the regular season at Atlanta before Jeremy hits the road to Hotlanta. I hope you've enjoyed hearing from us about the Wizards game so far and looking ahead to Lexington and Columbus. For Jacob Raymond, Jeremy Hyman, I'm Jamoke Davis. Enjoy Wizards basketball. Until next time, everybody, ciao for now.